0: Southampton v Aston Villa on Saturday. I am buzzing for it. We've had a great, positive week. We've had a signing. And isn't it just nice when Villa kickstart your weekend with a win? We're joined by the whole team today. uh, And I am going to St Mary's on Saturday for some healing in my mind. Because last time me and Ryan were there, it was 1 0 to Southampton. We were being baited by their fans. Uh, they turned into Prime Barcelona. They were baiting Danny Ings. Um, and it was just absolutely horrible. And next day, Dino had the sack. So this time we're rocking up there now. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get the win and come back. In fine form again. So going into this game, John Gregory was the last manager to win his first three away Premier League games as Aston Villa manager. He actually won his first five away games as Aston Villa manager against Chelsea, Everton, Coventry, Southampton and Sheffield Wednesday. So Unai Emery is going for three away wins in a row. Aston Villa have not won three Premier League away games in a row since the first three games of the 2020-21 season when Dean Smith guided Villa to wins over Fulham, Leicester and Arsenal away from home. So, go on then, Unai. Get the three wins then. No Uh, pressure. We've looked brilliant away from home as well, haven't we, with the the two wins? So, um, really looking forward to it. I think we're going in there. Full of confidence. Uh, there's no surgery for Luca Dean. Matty Cash is 50 50. We've signed John Duran. Who are we going to go with first? Justin, how are you feeling? I haven't spoken to you about John Duran. So um, kick it off with your thoughts.
1: It's an interesting signing, isn't it? Oh, you know, it's always nice to sign a striker. I think they, they always carry the most. Uh... Excitement, don't they, when they come in? Um, and I didn't know anything about him to be honest until he, he sort of this, this link suddenly appeared. So I've done a little bit of digging, and he'd had a pretty uh Rapid rise, hasn't he, in his in his life? Um I mean, made his debut in the Colombian top flight, if I'm correct, at really young age of 15, 16, and then spent you know, two or three years there playing fairly regularly. Then, obviously caught the eye of the MLS, where they've changed their rules a little bit, I think, where they can bring in these younger players if they're seen as a good prospect. And then he was sort of chucked in the Chicago Fire second team to, to sort of develop. And I think he only played twice and they obviously saw a lot in him because they brought him straight into their first team and he's done pretty well there as well. But yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a no-risk signing if you can ever get a no-risk signing in the modern age because for the money, for, you know, 14 £15 million, pound, he's going to get time to come in and develop. It'd be interesting to see where he sits within the squad. You know, will he, will he maybe play in the reserves? I, I see him as a fringe sort of first-team player. I think he'll come in, settle in, probably make the bench and then maybe get a few minutes here and there. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. There's, you know, reading a lot of what, what's been written about him and, and, and a lot of people are saying he's really got a chance. It's very hard to tell at his age, coming into a new country and new, a new surroundings. A new way of life. It's a tough ask for anyone, isn't it? Um, but I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's a, uh, it's 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 got Unai Emery signing written all over it, hasn't it? You know, a player where he obviously seen in play, and and sees a real star in him, and feels like he can develop him. So, I think if he can develop him and improve even marginally on where he is now, I think we we might have got a little a little superstar bargain there.
0: Yeah, me too. Really looking forward to it. The more, the more I think about him, the more exciting I get about it, to be fair. So, I think it's one of them. Hannah, um, what are your thoughts then on Duran and then how are you feeling um, about Southampton?
2: I think just to reiterate what Justin said, it's it's always the strikers that are the most intriguing. I think they're often perhaps the most hit and miss because, you know, they've got of one main job to do and if they don't do that then you think that they're a failed signing so it'll be interesting to see i think when i first saw the name and the age i hadn't really heard anything about him so i thought oh is this an academy player then i saw the uh the signing fee and i thought no chances he's coming in to eventually fight for a place but when you've got someone who's coming in at a young age relatively early on in their career and is seen as a prospect It's a bit less pressurised, isn't it? And hopefully, like we always go on about the resources at Aston Villa, he's going to have that room, that space, that environment to really thrive. So hopefully we've got something really exciting on our hands. And if you've got the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool and a few other Champions League clubs eyeing you up, I think um, surely it's a coup for us to get him. So um, an interesting one, I think. You know, there's always going to be some grumblings about, oh, why have we not signed a ready-made striker and blah blah blah. But I think we're at that stage in Unai Emery's tenure and so early in, in his transfer windows that we have to kind of trust his vision and that this is a long-term kind of uh, ambition and project that he's investing in now. So it's a it's a good one for me. Um, and looking ahead to the weekend. Uh, still very happy after the performance against Leeds and we saw some of the signs there that we were asking for you know that bit of grittiness the fight which is exactly what what we're going to need going into this weekend Southampton are coming off the back of two very good wins one in the cup and one in the league obviously against Everton who are also fighting for their lives so that was massive for them. So actually, in, in typical Aston Villa way, we're, we're playing a struggling side just as they're starting to hit a bit of, of momentum and form. So no, by no means, again, will we be underestimating kind of the side that they're going to put out and how they're going to perform. But I think the away performances so far have been really positive and we have to kind of continue that and think that we can get something against a team like Southampton. We know who the danger men are, and I'm sure we might touch on that a bit more, but Ward-Prowse. And every game danger man is? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, danger danger man, yeah, singular. Okay. But um, I think every time we play Southampton, it's just don't give away silly free kicks on the edge of the area or anywhere close to the air, a penalty area. Um, that would be my main thing going into the game. But other than that, I'm feeling positive. I think that the mood around the club is just so good at the minute. Yeah. Um, and if we go into it with the same kind of fight that we did against Leeds, we might, again, we might have to suffer a bit. But if we have that attitude, like we were talking about last week, I think hopefully, Luke, you can end your woeful away record and, and come back to Birmingham. Well, with a you, of you of know Birmingham.
0: what? I'm, change, I'm changing how I do it on this one. So we're going on Friday, we're going Friday afternoon, mm. stopping over, making a bit of a weekend of it. So... Um, you know, so it's
2: a weekend away, you just happen to be going to the football, so it'll, it'll be really positive.
0: Why not? Why, yeah. not? Why not? And you make a, a point about Duran's age, and I think it's that old classic, isn't it? It's like when we linked with like a veteran striker, they're too old, the average age of the side's too high. When we linked with a striker that's 19, they're too young, They're they're inexperienced, and we should be doing this, but. You know, I think we've got to trust Emery. Emery's identified him um, as a player that's going to improve Villa. So, um, yeah, Ryan, Southampton then, what are your early thoughts?
3: It's, uh, it's a different challenge, a different away challenge to what we've faced in the, the last two encounters. Um, would I say we're favourites going into it? I'd probably say yes, given Southampton's position in the league. And Their form, I know they've had a good result against Everton, uh, but their form before that was, it was pretty woeful. Um, Jones has had a tough, tough start, really, hasn't he? He's caught teams that are on form, the likes of Brighton and Fulham and 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 Forest, you know, Forest are flying as well, so he's caught all them and, he, and he's got nothing from us from them. And then we're rocking up in fine form ourselves, so um, I'm Excited for the game. I'm interested. I'm intrigued to how we're actually going to approach this game, Um, and that's something that I haven't really felt for a long time. You know, we're always up for the Villa game, but it's just—it's fascinating watching the Villa now, isn't it? And and how we've approached these different games, how we change our shaping game. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, and it is a tough game. Well, it will be a tough game. Every away game is tough. Um, especially when Luke Robertson is in attendance. Yeah, it just puts the pressure on the Villa boys even more. But I've got faith that you're going to break that duck this weekend. Um, Southampton, they do create quite a few chances. Um, They just can't finish. They can't finish the dinner and they love conceding goals. So, I'm, I'm... Oh, I am never I never like to say I'm too confident but I'm feeling com- I'm feeling this one you know I'm feeling it feeling it it's always the famous
2: last words isn't I know, it you don't yeah. ever I mean, want to I, say you're
3: confident it, it, it's rare for me though Hannah it's rare for me to be this buzzing for a game but I think I'm just <laughs> excited to see I think I'm just excited to see the villain in action and and like you say Hannah I think the one the one person to stop is James Ward Price he always likes a banger free kick against us and and he's like, Pretty much revitalised under Jones, um, you know he's the captain of Southampton. He's a boiled Southampton fan, isn't he? And he's I think he's contributed four goals and one assist in their la- in their last five goals. So it all pins on him really um, to to drag them up and try and try and save them. But I do I do feel the worst for Southampton. I feel like they're um, they're not in a very very good place at the minute. So it's us. Oh, Up to us now to to carry on being ruthless like we have been. We were ruthless on Friday night against Leeds. We took our chances, you know, for large parts of that game. We were under the cosh, but we've turned into winners. I know it's early doors, but we're... We're getting that winning mentality now and how to win a game. You know, you might not be playing your best. You might not have the most possession. You might not have the most shots on target or chances created. But when you do get that opportunity, when you've worked yourself into that position, we're taking our chances, Tottenham, Leeds, and we're picking up points. And let this sink in, right, we've played 19 games. We're halfway through the season. We're six points off six plays. With half a transfer window to go, so I'm at, I'm 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 dead excited about the next half of this season. I am look I'm looking up. I'm looking yeah. up. I've got such a buzz back. So uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Roll, we, roll on we've, Saturday. We've got to be looking up now. So let's have a little look at it then. Uh, our record against Southampton played 41 times. We've got eight away wins, eight home wins. The last recent meetings, we beat beaten one nil at home, four nil at home. Uh, lost 1-0 last season, Um, and then we've won at St Mary's 1-0 as well. So the recent record's not too shabby. Uh, Recent form, we are pretty much in form. Last five games, we've only lost once. They have lost four times. Uh, So far this season, we've won seven, they've won four. Uh, We are scoring 1.16 goals per game. They're scoring less than a goal a game. Uh, And they're conceding more than what we are at the minute as well. Uh, Most passes out of the two sides, James Ward-Prowse, 964. Uh, Danny Ings has got six goals. He's a high scorer this season out of two sides. So hopefully he can keep them quiet and add a few more of them as well. Um, If we have a look at Southampton then, so we will have a look how they lined up in their last game against Everton. It was Che Adams up top um, and then, like we say, James Ward-Prowse playing us in this nor- sort of number 10 slash central midfielder role. And I just think it's so key that we stop the ball going into James Ward-Prowse. I think that's going to be a tactic that Emery's going to look to try and emplo- um, sort of deploy. Uh, I watched Everton versus Southampton. In a- if I'm being honest, I thought... Both sides were absolutely terrible. Um, they, they were both awful, if I'm being honest. Um, it was a scrappy, cagey game. I think mean, Everton had chances to 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 win it and nick it. And and like Hannah said, it was that free kick from Ward Prowse. And I just felt like when I was watching Southampton, it, everything looked really difficult. It looked difficult to get momentum in the game. It looked difficult to string passes together. So I do feel like if Aston Villa are bang at it, and we go after Southampton as well, I think I think we can pose some real problems. I think I think if we approach it cautiously, I think we might have a few problems because they're at home, they've got confidence, and we don't want them to get a foothold in the game and start dominating. Because you know, a team's down the bottom, the atmosphere gets louder and louder and then it becomes like a bit of a pressure cooker in there so I would like to see us getting on the front foot a little bit and really taking uh, the game to Southampton um, so I mean that—that's how, that's how I see the game going Justin have you watched anything of Southampton this season?
1: Yeah I've watched little bits of them when they've been on the box um, it's a very very interesting game this one like Ryan says I do agree it's going to be fascinating they are They've looked awful all season, they've had a horrific time, they've changed the manager, the new manager's come in and just hasn't been able to get them going until the last couple of games. I watched the Man City game and honestly, man, that's the worst Man City have played I can ever remember. They were utter, utter dross. That's not taking anything away from Southampton because if anybody can beat Man City... Any Man City side, it's a, it's a massive achievement. So to knock them out of the cup was huge for them. And whilst the cup obviously is not even anywhere near their priorities this season, it's obviously given them a little bit of a boost. They went 1-0 down away at Everton and still managed to come away with a, a priceless win there, With given that the Everton are down there with them. Their home form is Dross as well, six points at home, the worst home record in the league. Now, obviously, this all points to one thing that we've got to go there and hopefully turn them over it doesn't ever work out like that, does it? We know what football is all about. I think the important thing for us going into the game is to exert as much dominance early on, like you've just said, as possible, because they are going to have a bit of a flickering of of fight about them, aren't they, because of what's happened in the last week. So it's very important that, that, that we try and, you know, put that out straight away. So... If we can start really well, if we can get an early goal, then the fans are going to immediately start getting very, very jittery because of what's gone on this season. You know, that that little recovery period of two games will soon be, a, you know, a distant memory if we go one or two. And they look, they'll just all be down again thinking, oh, here we go again, you know. So, it's very, very important that we give them nothing in the game. It's very important we dominate the ball, we dominate possession, we press them high, we don't allow them to get anything any kind of momentum in the game going. And I'm sure this is all what Emery's sorting out anyway, that he be talking to the lads about. We've already discussed James Ward-Prowse, you know, take him out of that team and they're even worse. So, he's the main threat, isn't he? We've got to make sure that he doesn't get on the ball. So, Luckily for us, one of our strongest positions you know, at the moment is our two sixes. So, I would imagine they'll be sort of in and around him and being told to sort of stay, get the ball off him and don't let the ball go into him, but also make sure they don't dive into him. We know Douglas Louise loves a bit of a dive, get, getting into people and diving in at people. So, he's got to make sure he doesn't sort of let his his head get a little bit ahead of him. But apart from that, you know, they haven't got many players in form. They don't score many goals. Everything points towards, you know, hopefully a Villa win. It's not going to be as easy as that. I know that. But I'm confident we can go there and really give them a good game. It'll be very interesting to watch it. It'll be very interesting to see the way. This is probably, on paper, the poorest side in the league we've played since uh, Emery's took over. You know, he's he's had some quite difficult fixtures up until now. So it'll be interesting to see what tactics and what sort of formation and the style he goes at and with and the plans he comes up with to try and combat what they offer, uh, you know, got threatened to us. So I'm looking forward to it and I'm, I'm, I'm very confident, you know, I'm going to be, I think we've got to be very confident, aren't we? This is a new era. So I'm going to not be uh, sitting on the fence with this one. I, I think we should go there and look to win the game.
0: Me too. So two players I've highlighted that can hurt Aston Villa. Um, I'll get a little bit of stick in the comment sections regarding one of these players. So we'll start off with that player then and we'll give them a little bit of praise. Leon Bailey then. So I think Leon Bailey's got a big role to play in this game. Um, You know, we need him to dribble with the ball, drive at the opposition. You know, he's looking good in and amongst the goals as well this season. But I will keep saying it. He needs to be consistent because that is where the criticism comes from of him not being consistent enough. And you can see on score some of the ratings that he's had recently. But I would say against Leeds, he looks really good. Uh, against Spurs, he looked decent as well. So I think if Bailey can you know, add to his goal tally, he can offer that threat out wide as well. And then I think he's going to be able to hurt Southampton. And then another player who also has got a big role in this game is Emi Wendia. You can see it, two of Emi Wendia's last ratings, 7.6 against Spurs and a 7.4 against Leeds. He scored in both those games as well. Um, and his numbers are starting to look a little bit better. So hopefully now the consistency with Bailey and Wendia is just going to, you know, impact Villa more so if they're consistent and playing well and they're hitting the high seven marks game on game, then then Aston Villa look a lot better, don't they? So I think both of them, you know, still need to get a little bit more consistent, and then I think some criticism from some fans will start to diminish, won't it? But um, you know, there we go. They're they're just my honest thoughts, and and I always just try. And be honest after the game. So, if any of the Bailey fans are watching, you know I did give him an eight in the last player ratings as well. So that was pretty high. So I mean I still got a bit of stick for giving him an eight. So uh, you know I just I just I know how good he is, but I just want to see more of it. On it's
2: definitely it's definitely consistency because I saw a, a crazy stat. I think it must have been after the Leeds game that. All of his goals, I can't remember, four or five, um, all of them have been at home, all in front of the whole tent, and all have been him quick cutting in on his left foot. So that's very consistent in one way, but it's too consistently the same type of goal. He needs to be scoring away from home. He needs to be scoring different types of goal because at the minute, it can become very predictable for opposition. If you know what, uh, Leon Bailey's going to come in on the right side, cut in on his left and try and curl one in on the edge of the box. So I think that's going to become an issue if that's if he becomes a one-trick pony. But again, I'm not, not slating him. Don't want to attack me in the comments, but I think I think it's the same for Buendia though. I think he's very good off the ball and I love his movement. I love his work, right? Um, but I think he's just like that. That final pass, and I think that's been his kind of um, sort of downside this season. And we keep expecting more and more. And I think we've seen the signs of it. Uh, he's got a couple of goals in the last few games, which is a positive. And it, it's nice to have the not well, not even wingers, the wider players or the more creative players, not just the strikers on the score sheet as well. Because we do feel sometimes that the goals you're relying too much on the front one or two. Whereas we need to start seeing the names from all across the park on the score sheet. And I think then we kind of do hit that next level and we can start scoring more. Because earlier in the season, when we were in a bit of a drought, you were just constantly looking at, why isn't Watkins scoring? Why isn't Ing scoring? And really, we need the whole squad to be getting involved in it. But I just found that I sat about Bailey quite funny, to be honest.
3: So, one person that has been consistent with these two players is on Emery, because he's put them both in positions where you can get the best out of them. You know, Bailey's up there, up top. Can use his pace. Can drift out to the right. Cut back in on his left, like you say, Hannah. Because he's got he's got a wicked left foot, hasn't he? And he's got pace to burn. So Emery's Emery' the way the system is. Yeah, he's in a lovely position for his attributes as to his Buendia. and Emery, like unlike. Gerard and Dean Smith, they haven't stuck with them. They've, them two have had a real good run in the side now. And we're starting to see, we're starting to see Buendia contribute with goals because he feels part of the team. He, he, he's, he's on the team sheet every week. He's building that uh, consistency, isn't he? He's, he's building his confidence. You're getting to know the players around you a bit better. They're working with that double pivot well. So, you know, you've got to give big credit to the to the manager for sticking with them and, and, and trying to grow their confidence in, in the hope that these consistent performances will start to come. Because, you know, we spent 60 million on these two players. They're good players. They're good technical players. They're gifted players. When they're on form, they're beautiful on the eye. They're exciting. I'll oh, barely gets you up off your seat, do not and And it is now just a case of getting them consistent. Like, we don't want to see him below a seven. We don't want to see him having a worldy one week and an absolute mare the next week where, where they're hardly involved. So I, I think <clears throat> they've been given the tools now and it's up to them now to, to carry this on through the rest of the season. And um, and that way they'll be able to play a future in this Aston Villa side, won't right they?
0: Yes. So we, I put a question out to the Up The Villa podcast members to send in some questions for everybody on the screen today. Um, So we had quite a few, so we'll try and fly through them as quick as we can. If you do want to be a member, it's only $1.99 a month, uh, so you just have to click the Join button to be a member. So um, we'll go with Matthew Longs first. This is for... I know Ryan would like this one. We sit six points out of the European spot and there are a bunch of clubs in the mix. Taking off my Claremont and Blue glasses, what do the panel think of our chances of making it?
3: I'm optimistic. Why not? Why not? If you can get on a good roll. Um, look, we're out of both cup competitions now, so our only competition is the league. Um, we didn't really have a lot of players go to the World Cup so we should be fresh, um, and I just there's such a feel good that Emery's brought to the club and, and to the fans. He's got everyone on board. Uh, the players are on board. You've got to give you've got to give the players credit as well for, for taking on Emery's ideas. That you know you, this, we're starting to see the shape evolve and everything. You know the, the back two are looking solid, Mings and Konza. Um, you know they've been asked to play out from the back they've been asked to be brave they've been asked to be bold you know they've been asked to be confident on the ball and and they're growing into it now the double pivot is bordering on world class for me it's 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 fantastic you know as soon as embry signed for villars was writing articles about how important the double pivot would be and kamara and louise oh my god they're just so suited to it like we're crying out for a defensive midfielder weren't it but We didn't need it. We've got two outstanding box-to-box midfielders that are up and down, up and down. They're winning the ball. They're reading the game. They're aggressive. They're counter-attacking. They're technically beautiful, beautiful on the eye. So, I'm just... The structure of this team and and the base... Foundations. The foundations, (laughs) of course. Of course. The foundations. Struggling for that word then, Ryan. I know, I know. And, And the... You know, Emery's getting the fans on board. He's building a relationship with us. He's talking to us one-on-one. He's looking at us down the camera. I feel him looking at me. You know, when he does these interviews, it's like like one-on-one and and he's gaining everyone's trust and and there's honesty there. It it just feels good. And if we can avoid injuries and keep this momentum and keep the team building, um, we might just find ourselves in them positions, mightn't we? We're not even chasing it at the minute, but we might just find ourselves in in, in and amongst it come the end of the season. And if the confidence stays the way it is and we can keep on the goal trail and get strikers firing and these new signings coming in, then who knows? Who knows? But I'm really, really positive about this half of the season that's coming up.
0: Yeah, and I think we are fifth in the form table as well since Emery's coming as well. So, you know... Without sounding like you know a typical villa fan, it is actually physically possible because we're currently in that form right now. So, if this form that we were in now continued till the end of the season, there's every chance that we would we would be there. Um, I, you know, but there are going to be ups and downs, aren't there? Now, till the end of the season, yeah, of course, there is, yeah, whether. This form can continue, so... Look um, look what
3: Newcastle did, though, Luke. They sort of picked up form around this time, didn't they? And got that momentum going. And then look look where it's carried them this season. Yeah,
0: definitely. So, we'll go with Hannah. This is from Neil. Would you take James Ward-Prowse at Villa?
2: Cheers, Neil. Um... (laughs) I would. I'd probably be ridiculously stupid to say no, wouldn't I? Because he's got such a skill set, and we don't really have a player like him. And you'd probably put him sort of in a in the Ramsey John McGinn type, slightly versatile midfielder role. But he's another one where he's a hard worker for that team. He is a captain. He is um, very good at picking his team up. He's good at doing some defensive duties. But he's also, you know, he's got that one skill of just being able to curl in a free kick that I think every club would love. We don't really have someone like that. We've got some, some decent dead ball takers, but no one even near his level. So I think I'd be stupid to say no. But... He's not one of those players that I've always longed after and thought, we need him at Villa. Maybe a season or two ago. But I think now the top, the style of play, I think Emery would pro- rather have people out wide and it's just whether it would necessarily work. I'm not sure, but I, I'd have to say yes, because I think in general, he's just a very good professional as well. You know, he's, he's just solid and... Very tidy, I think. And then, again, has that one skill that not many players have that they can pull off how many times a season. So, Neil, I'm going to say yes, I'll have him.
0: (laughs) Right, Justin, Brock and Ant are both asking questions about the defence. So, Ant's question is, when Carlos returns, does Emery stick with Konza and Ming's partnership or does Carlos replace Konza?
1: Um, I think we'll see. Car- I think we'll see Carlos play for us before the end of the season. I've no doubt about that. Um, will he replace him? I don't think he'll come in and just be a straight swap for him now, because I think the two that are playing, you know, are playing very well at the moment, and we've got a manager that sticks with players that are informed, doesn't he? And there's no need to swap him. What he will give us is a lot more depth when he comes back fit. You know, um, we love Chambers when he first came in, but his form's dropped off a bit. Bednarak, it just not for me. Um, so, it will be very nice to have, uh, have Diago Carlos back and on the bench, knowing that if we did get a knock to one of the two main centre-halves, that, that we've got a really good replacement on the bench. And, and and I also have got a little bit of an inkling that he might maybe even try and, and flirt with the three at the back as well, uh, maybe towards the end of the season when, when we're sort of safe from staying from anything happening to us and, and we can't get to Europe, which is where I roughly see us ending, you know, like the question you had earlier, you know, I I think it's a bit unrealistic to go for sixth now. And and I don't think we should be aiming at things like that at the moment. I think mid-table is where we need to be at the moment. If we can get higher, fantastic. But what I don't want to see is unrealistic expectations put on this team. And everyone, you know, a lot of the fan base be annoyed at the end of the season if things drop off. You know, we're a work in progress. We've got players coming back like Diego Carlos, who will... Inevitably get game time, and and it'd be nice to see him play. And I think he needs to get up 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 to pace with the Premier League because he hasn't had any games, has he? Well, he had two games when he got injured. So I think it'll be important to get him some minutes on the pitch. And 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 it's a squad game. Ultimately, we've got five subs. You know, we've seen that when we are winning in games that Emery loves to stick on three or four defenders and see the game out. So he's going to have a lot of times when he can come on and do things like that. So, you know, he loves the six at the back when we're defending a 1-0 lead. So what a player to bring on to solidify that back line as well. So he was a big money purchase. He was a lot expected of him in the summer. So to have him almost ready to come back, he's going to be a huge boost to the end of the season. So I don't see him as a replacement for either one of them. I see him as a a, a lovely player to have as well as those two. Yes. Um,
0: Ryan, you can have this one. It's from Richard. Do you think Danny Ings will be too emotionally conflicted to play against his hometown club?
3: No <laughs> way. I'm sure there's some wicked stats on Danny Ings, his goals against uh, former clubs. He loves scoring didn't against former clubs.
0: Against, he against them? Um, sc- he scored Uber, at Villa Park. Liverpool.
3: Didn't,
1: have- he, scored, yeah, didn't he score
3: against- a Bryce at Villa Park when he beat him 4-0?
1: I think he yeah. did. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And um, he scores, yeah, scores against Liverpool. Was it Burnley? He scored against Burnley for us. Um, yeah, he takes no prisoners. So, you say, we are going to, to stick a tenner on him to
1: score on Saturday then, right? Definitely. Yeah,
3: Lump on it. Lump
0: on
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some winnings to spend and I oh, because I had,
1: <laughs> uh, I had Bailey
3: 2-1. So, um, yeah, I'll be spending oh, some of that. I'll,
0: I'll try and fly through a few of these then. Richard has put, do you think Duran will be loaned out or starting... Um, I feel like he will Dina. be in amongst the matchday first-team squad. Yep. Uh, Apex has put Moreno starts over Dinier uh, from now on. Totally, totally agree. Um, we've got uh, Stephen Evans has put, are we going to sign Dan Juma? Not for me. Uh,
1: I'd rather I'm, have Delefeu.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have Delefeu as well, who is linked now Um quite heavily with a move to Villa. Um, So, what else have we got? James Wood has put something very different under Emery. Right man, right time. Is it time to bring players that only want to play for the club and Emery and not just numbers? Uh, Yes, I feel like everyone that comes in will be first team players now. Uh, And then there'll be the occasional player that's going to be in and amongst the squad. Uh, Nick has put, do you think that recalling Timmy Boonham from loan would be a good move, especially if um, we get an injury or suspension to Nakamba or Sanson? I'm going to say no, because we've seen... What game time, isn't he? Yeah, we've seen what can happen with these loan spells. Kane Hayden's now been recalled back from Huddersfield. And I just think if we've got a player that's doing really well out on loan and he's developing, playing games, just keep him there because he's more good doing that than sitting on our bench being being covered. Do you know what I mean? So I would say keep Irabunin there. Um, and then what else have we got? We've got one more. Um, just to answer this one briefly then. With Watkins looking like he'll miss the game and Danny Ings taking over, do you think Brendia will drop into Bailey's role? Bailey will move into a winger position and JJ will be on the left. Uh do you do you feel like that's what he could do?
1: Possibly. I think he'll I think Ings will just replace Watkins, though, won't he? And I think he'll yeah. be the rest as as is.
0: Me too. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> thanks. That's nice and short, Justin. Um, so <laughs> I think that's everybody. So cheers for uh, the members for sending in all of their questions. Like I say, if you do want to be a member, uh, then all you have to do is click the join button, $1.99 a month, and the money goes back into the channel, uh, supporting the channel. So uh, I've enjoyed this one. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game. Got lots of content to come this week got to give a shout out to Thea and Carter because I always forget. So thank you uh, for watching the channel week in, week out. Um, Justin, you want to say something, don't you?
1: Yeah, um, everybody's allowed me to do this tonight, which is really appreciated. Uh, I just wanted to dedicate tonight's pod to a good friend of mine who passed away recently, uh, Deck Chalmers, a uh, massive Villa fan, someone I've loved chatting to about the Villa for many years. I attended his funeral today and uh, he had high-hair silver lining playing at the end. It was a wonderful send-off for a really top man. Um, another whole tender in the sky. Rest in peace, mate. Thoughts to all your family.
0: Yeah, up the villa. Well done, Justin. Um, so then we'll go into our score predictions now. Um, I'm going to go... Ah, uh, we'll do it for you, mate, Justin. I'm going to mm-hmm. go 2-0 Villa, 2-0 Villa, and Danny Ings is going to score. Ryan?
1: I'll g- go on. Ryan.
3: I, will, I will go with a Danny Ings goal as well, and I'm going to go for a no- nice early nice early opener, and then we just shut up shop, control the game. 1-0, 1-0 Danny Ings. Hannah?
2: Won't be good for the nerves again. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna go for a 3-0. 3 0 Three nil,
1: Justin. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Justin Gowan. Do hey that, Justin. Yeah. I was just gonna go three one, I think. I think they will that'll score, but I think I think we'll have too much for them on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I do too. So we will have probably another couple of transfer episodes. We'll have predicted lineups to come as well. Um and Yeah, there'll be no press conference reaction this week because I'll be on the way to Southampton. Um, But yeah, cheers, everyone, for watching. If you've got this far, make sure you hit subscribe, uh, drop a like and drop your thoughts in the comment section down below. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. villa.